comments and your questions in the comments. We are doing our best to track those as best as Facebook will allow us. I know Pastor Grace has got her device out. I've got both of my devices. Yep. Out. We're trying to keep up on it all. So let us know that you're online. Drop your name in the comments. Share the post. Let people know that we're online tonight for Tuesday Night Live. We're having an incredible conversation tonight on education and COVID. You know, how does COVID uh, affect education? What's happening in the education world? If you're a parent or know a parent, this is a conversation <laughs> they need to be a part of. Uh, yeah. So make sure you tag them in the comments. Just tag them uh, in the comments if you know someone who's a parent that needs to be a part of this conversation uh, so that they can be uh, interacting, share their comments, share their questions, um, share experiences. I know everybody is is up and in, in turmoil right now. The world is spinning around this uh, concept of education. What is what are what's happening with our children and their education um, coming up here this this fall? So this is going to be a great conversation uh, for anyone and everyone. But especially if you're a parent uh, or know know someone who's a parent, get them online now to be a part of this conversation. It's going to be a, a really impactful conversation around education. And COVID. So great to see everybody joining, Pam, Pat, Kathy. Uh, so great to see you, Greta. Great to see you. Drop your name in the comments. Let us know that you're online. You know, I'm watching the numbers tick up as, as people join in. Pastor Angie, good to see you. Help us out by sharing the post. It, it really, really does help when you share the post and you like the post that other people are sharing. What it does is it generates some momentum around the post that Facebook's algorithms notice and it helps get the word out even more. So help us, help us by um, by commenting, by sharing the post, liking everyone else as they share the post, put your comments, your questions in, all of it helps. And then especially if you know someone who's a parent, the next couple of weeks, we're going to be taking a look at this topic of COVID and education. What does it mean? What is it all about? So if you know a parent, just tag them in the comments so that they can jump in and be a part of this. This is going to be a really impactful conversation around education and COVID. And what, what is our biblical response? So as, as Christians, as believers, what is our response to this? What do we do? How do we respond? Uh, do we go the way of the world and freak out and panic <laughs> and think, oh, my God, what is our kid? What are, what's happening with our kids in school? Uh, are they coming home with the virus? What is going on? So this is going to be a really, really helpful conversation. Before we jump in, I'm so excited to have Pastor Grace with us tonight. Let me tell you a little bit about Pastor Grace. She's on our staff here uh, at Celebration. She does an incredible job uh, leading worship every week. She's our worship pastor, creative arts pastor. And um, so, you know, you, a lot of people know her in that regard. They see her um, interacting in services, online, singing. But she brings a lot more to the table here at Celebration beyond just her voice and her worship leading. She is also overseeing our learning community. She's involved uh, in, in not just the creative arts on the platform, but creative arts behind the scene, marketing components. Um, she's been a teacher uh, here in the local community. And so just a lot of great things, a lot of great experience that she brings to the table. So we're glad to have her in the conversation tonight. And uh, so she's going to be sharing in just a moment. Super excited to have Pastor Grace with us and uh, some great announcements. So midweek refresh, midweek, midweek refresh is tomorrow <laughs> night at seven o'clock. 
it's kind of our discussion-based discipleship. We sit around, it's kind of like Jesus sitting in the temple having conversation. Uh, and that's, that's kind of our model. And so we sit around and have Bible conversation about biblical topics. And right now we happen to be on what we believe in the attributes of God. And so we're going to continue that conversation tomorrow night on his attributes at 7 p.m. live on Facebook, live on our website at ccacron.org. You can also find us on our YouTube channel. It's all out there. So you can tune in live as we have a uh, discipleship conversation. And then um, every day, every Monday, I think that's what is it, Pastor Grace, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Yes. Friday, every weekday we have a devotion. Uh, one of our one of our staff does a daily devotion called the Spark, and that happens every day. We're using an incredible book. Uh, if you don't have this, it's Forty Days with the Holy Spirit by R.T. Kendall. It's a great devotional, and so this is the devotional book that our ministers are using. Um, the, I think Brandon, uh, who's our youth director, just posted um, a. a a devotion from this today and in, in a discussion. So that's great. Sundays, 10 a.m. We are live online and in person. So join Ooh. us. We want to see you in the house this Sunday at 10 a.m. If you can be, if you are mobile, if you are out going to the grocery store, if you're going to birthday parties, then we want to see you in church on Sunday at 10 a.m. So I, I see that there are a lot of great people online joining us. So, so great to see Everybody, again, get your voice into the room um, by dropping your name in the comments so that we know that you're here. If you know a parent, tag them in a post in the comments. They don't want to miss tonight's conversation on education and COVID. It's going to be a great, great conversation. Um, so make sure you tag them. We're going to do our best to keep up with your comments, your questions. Drop them at any point uh, in the comments. We are doing our best to keep up. We've got a team of people online with us who are watching those. If we miss something, they will make sure that we get redirected back to you and get your question, your comment answered in, in, in the mix. So awesome. Without any further ado, Pastor Grace, let's jump into this tonight. Education and COVID. What's the answer to all the chaos? <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Give us the magic answer. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm a teacher and I taught preschool for a while. Um, so we all need to just take a deep breath. Um, you know, we always told our kids, if you need to pretend like you're sniffing the flower and blowing out the candle, well, just take a deep breath and it's going to be okay. <laughs> that would be my first thing I would say to everyone, you know, because it is such an unprecedented time. We keep saying that over and over. Um, and it is something that has disrupted every part of our lives. But, you know, sometimes we just have to stop and take a deep breath and realize life is still happening and it's going to still happen. Fall is here. You know, I think a lot of us looked at, okay, we've got this summer reprieve. We made it through pandemic teaching our kids at home and here's our summer break and we're making it through this and then it's all going to go back to normal. <laughs> yeah. And here we are in August and it has not gone back to normal. Not surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting. I think there's this sense, I think people, and we see it in the church, not just with education, that people kind of have this sense of hope um, that maybe 
you know, summer would roll around and things would get back to normal after summer. We would kind of get back into normal flow. School would start. Life will get back to normal. And then all of a sudden, all the schools start saying, nope, we're going to virtual only for the first quarter. And everybody's like, whoa, that's not at all what we expected. Yeah. And it's funny. It's, you know, there are, there are places that are going, you know, totally virtual for the first nine weeks. And then there are places, you know, I was sent links today about um, even different plans that are, that are, you know, every school district, every situation has its own plan. And so we're in this thing, this, this education thing, we realize education is important and our kids need to go to school in some form or fashion. And we realize that they need to have an education, but no one's doing it the same way. <laughs> so we've got all of these answers from all of these schools and we've got, you know, not all of them are complete. Not all of them are even um, what's actually going to happen. I mean, let's be real. It's, you know, anything could change in a moment's notice. We saw that last March when they said on a Friday, you're going virtual. And by the next week we were teaching our kids at home, you know, anything can change in a moment and all of these plans. So it gets, it gets chaotic. Yeah, <laughs> it I gets chaotic. There's something really, there, there's two things I think you said that are really important and it's one, it's change. You know, we're, everyone has gone through some form of loss this year Yes. It's been traumatic. I mean, whether we want to admit it or not, COVID, financially, educationally, family life, everything has been turned upside down for everyone. There's not one person that hasn't been affected by this. Now, how we choose to deal with the, the effects and what's happening, totally, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But everyone has been affected by COVID and what's been happening and again, how we choose to respond and, and what happened, that, that's all different. That all looks different. So I think there's this element of change we need to talk about a little bit mm -hmm. um, and, and dealing with trauma, dealing with change and how we approach this. But also, you know, you talked about how, um, you know, there, we've kind of had this reliance on an institution. Yep. You know, I think, I think part of the shock that, that everybody's having is that as parents, with with children in the public school system and even in private i mean even the private sector is affected by this um you know we, we kind of rely on our on our education institution yep. to teach our children and what's happening is parents are uh for lack of a better word parents especially parents who maybe have not been involved in their child's education directly are now all of a sudden not able to just rely on an institution. And so there's a yeah. lot of, you know, it's a shock, you know, how many times, and I know you've experienced this, uh, <laughs> Pastor Grace, and, and there, we have other teachers in our church and, and I have friends that are teachers. And we've had this conversation around, you know, how hard it is and has been in the past to get parents involved in their child's education. You know, they, the, the child gets on the school bus, the child walks to school, drives to school, whatever. And that's, you know, parents are trusting the education system. And now that's kind of all disrupted. <laughs> um, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about this. You know, how do we overcome this shift? Really what's happening is it's a, it's a shift from relying on an institution 
to really parents taking ownership of whether it's in the public school, the private sector, or homeschool, how do parents take ownership? I don't think it matters which answer you go with. Right. All three of them no. require parental involvement. Yeah. So if I can just start with the the first thing you're talking about, just the change in general, you know, and I've been thinking about this a lot ever since we said we were going to talk about COVID and education, and it's such a big topic. But the first thing that comes to mind is that it is change and it is trauma and it's trauma for us as parents, just as much as it's trauma for the children. And so we as parents have to be leaders we have to lead our kids in how to walk through this, which means we have to deal with it. You know, I, I even find myself, you know, in different moments and it, it happens in different ways and different times when I, you know, usually when a new thing has come up that is different than what it would have been, um, you know, even looking at extracurricular stuff and things that my kids might or might not miss out on um, because of the pandemic. And I had to find in myself that I had to take a moment and mourn, you know, it seems silly, but I had to mourn the fact that this was different and it wasn't what I wanted and what I had expected for my kids, you know, and, and through that I had, I had to process first mm -hmm. so that then I can go and have the conversation with my kids. And that's a huge part of this. You can't just go and push through and push through and shove down your own emotions and not talk to your kids about it. This is a huge deal for your kiddos. And I'm sure you've seen your kids reacting in numerous ways. Every child is different. Every child processes different. You know, some kids are gonna act out from day one and they're gonna be nuts. And you will think, what has gone wrong with my child? They're dealing with trauma. And then there'll be ones, you know, one of my sweet kiddos, she goes with the flow so much. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it'll hit her. Something, something will trigger a little thing in her brain and it'll all connect that this is different. And I don't get to see my friends and I don't get to do this and da, 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 da. And so I think it's important that we, we have the conversations with our, our kids about what they're feeling what they're thinking, you know, and to continue to leave that door open because it's not just going to be a one and done conversation. It's going to be a conversation that's ongoing because if you think about yourself and how much you have to process and go through different things, how much more so with a kid who doesn't really understand they're not equipped to deal with all of this change. That's our role. <laughs> that's our role as parents. You know, the Bible talks about train up a child and the way they should go, well, part of that training is to help them walk through the emotions of right. trauma and change and to deal with everyday life. Right. You know, none of us thought that we'd be dealing with this, <laughs> right. but here we are and we have to walk them through it. And we can't think that, oh, it's going to just go, go away and then I can shove it under the carpet. We have to have those conversations. Yeah. They're so important. Yeah. So what I hear you saying there is that you know, that you can't ignore it. You can't ignore this with mm -hmm. your kids, that your kids need, they need mom and dad to sit down and have the conversation. They need to have, hey, how are you feeling about this change? You know, how are you feeling? What are your fears? What are your concerns? What are you thinking about? Um, it's okay that mom and dad don't have all the answers. 
I heard yeah. it. It's okay that they don't know what tomorrow may look like. It's okay to right. say we're going to do it together. We don't we don't know how this is going to turn out. We don't know. You know, this is this could change after nine weeks. You know, things have been in a constant state of change. We understand that, but you know, we're going to do it together. You know? Yep. Yeah, I think that's huge. And another thing, um, this is just a, a practical tip that I've done and purpose with my family. Um, and just because I, I've been in the education world and, you know, you, you learn and you learn about kids and how they act and how they react and what they need and all that kind of stuff. Kids need boundaries and kids need stability and schedule. And let's be honest, that's not necessarily a even reality these days, you said it, everything's changing. It can change in nine weeks. It can change in two days. Um, and so just as part of trying to bring that, you know, processing of emotions and, and helping them walk through trauma, one thing that we've purposed to do is to do something and purpose that it's the same every week um, as best as you can. And I get it. Life happens. Um, yeah. Wait, talk about that. Cause that's, that's really key to do, to have a routine with your kid, even if it's something simple, what, give some examples. What could a parent do that's a simple thing? Yeah. So for me, there, there are two, two specific ways that I purpose to do this. And one of them is in the morning. Um, you know, in the morning I always get up and I, I literally, I, I, it's like, I have a voice recorder that I have the same phrases and the same things I say to the kids. And it's the same sequence of how we get out the door. You know, we're still getting out the door. Some of you are not getting out the door. Some of you are, um, staying at home, but finding, finding a routine of, okay, we do this, then we do this, then we do this so that it's the same and they can rely on that because it, as if you give the kids that they're going to do so much better. And then another thing is a family that we've done is that every Friday and it's silly every Friday we do um, family movie night and all the kids jump in my bed with their candy and their popcorn and they get crumbs everywhere and we watch a movie and they get to stay up late, but they know that every Friday they can count on mom and dad are going to come. We're all going to be in the same room. We're all going to watch the same movie. Um, we get the silly, you know, the, we can't go to the movie theater. So we get the movie theater packs of uh, the boxes of candy. Um, and they, you know, they, every week they've got their requests, which, you know, which candy they want. And so they look forward to that. And it's almost like a grounding point for them. It's a grounding point in their week of if we can do get to that, like everything else might look different, but that's going to stay the same, you know? So it doesn't have to look the same for, for every family and it doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, it can be, it can be that you guys read a book together every night before you go to bed. Every teacher in the whole wide world would be so thrilled if you did that. <laughs> I will tell you that. Um, you know, it, it can be simple things or it can be one night a week that you sit down and you make a meal and it can be the same meal every week. It can be spaghetti and something cheap and easy, you know, but, you know, I can remember as a kid, my mom used to do, um, I grew up with a single mom and she used to have one day a week where we would go through the Wendy's drive through and we would get chicken nuggets and French fries and Frosties. 
And that was, that was the, the, that was what I held to because everything was always changing. You know, my mom was super busy. She did a lot and, and life was different. You know, she was, this wasn't even pandemic life. It was just life. <laughs> um, but I remember that. I remember that being a staple in my life that I knew if that happens, everything's going to be okay. Because really it becomes to the child, they see, okay, this is happening still. So everything's going to be okay. It becomes that beacon of hope to them. Can I, uh, maybe I can add in something here Yeah. Um, as well. I love, I love the drive-through story. Like that's a great <laughs> dads everywhere say, check. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> I, so I, yep. I, I think it as a dad, like I can do, I can do that. Like I can do a, every uh, Thursday night or every Friday night, a drive through, like that sounds awesome. <laughs> so, so I can check that box. I know that. Uh, but I'm, but I'm also thinking about, um, you know, just the simple routine of getting back in church. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking very, you know, as a pastor, um, yeah. you know, whether, whether there's kids ministry or not, you know, what does that look like getting your kid back in church? Yep. Yeah. It's, and that's a, every week it happens at the same time, you know, right. and it does look a little different without the kids ministry, but you know, we have people who come into the church with their kiddos and they do great. They, they have them sit next to them. They bring their little busy packs of whatever, I would strongly encourage those busy packs are not tablets, not screens. Um, but again, I'm a teacher and I'm, I try to stay away from those things. Um, but just having them be there and be a part of it, you know, and, and have that as a grounding, you know, and, and plus there's a spiritual aspect about how much, how much spiritual growth are, are you going to have as a family because you've purposed to put aside that time. So I love that. Yeah. Good. That's good. Good conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I know for our kids and, you know, it's, it's always different with the pastor's kids, <laughs> you know, it's always a challenge. Right. They're, like literally our kids are here every day of the week, practically, I think, except for <laughs> one and they love it. Like, so I know for us, like that has become a routine you know, and our kids love it. Like they'll say, Hey, are we going, you know, get up in the morning? Are we going to the church today? Are we going to you know, get to hang out at the church? And, and that's just, that's part of their routine. And, right. you know, even on Sundays, you know, they look forward to coming to church. They always have, yeah. um, that's, that's not ever changed, you know, for our kids. And it's, it's so important. I think, you know, even, you know, of course we were here, when nobody was allowed in the building, you know, we were here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and our kids were here and they've continued to be here and continue to, to engage. But now the kids are in the building, you know, they're still apart. They're still, they yeah. want to be in the building. They want to have church. So I, I think that's huge. Um, you know, and yep. I grew up, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to keep going on this because I, I do think it's important to have your kids in the building, kids in church. Yeah. I grew up, you know, learning to respect the house of the Lord and being in church because my parents took me to church. And yep. yes, on Sunday mornings, we had children's ministry, but on Sunday nights, uh, we didn't. And so on Sunday night services, guess where I was? I was under the pew with a coloring book and some Cheerios. And if I misbehaved, you better believe my parents were <laughs> taking me out in the, in the foyer in the lobby 
and and my gluteus maximus was going to learn how to sit its rear in, in <laughs> service without causing problems. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I think it's I think it's important. Kids are learning how to how how to respect the house of the Lord, how to engage in service with their moms and dads and all. I actually think it's a good thing. <laughs> I, I think sometimes, again, as parents, we rely on the, the institutions. We rely yeah. on what's in place to take care of our kids for us so that we can, quote, worship on our own or be ministered to on our own. And, and you know, I just don't know that that's the intention of, of what children's ministry is about. It's not to replace no. anything. It's to to, you know, it's, it's a, um, uh, it's an addition, you know, not yeah. a replacement. So anyway, uh, I think it's, I think it's good. Talk to us a little bit. So, so how do parents, what do parents need to do to advocate for their kids going into this season? Yeah. So there's, you know, you're talking about the whole, we've been relying on the institution and, and, um, we've been, um, sorry, I'm getting a text that we're missing, missing things. <laughs> We've gotten no, so into our conversation. You. you keep going. I'll make sure we get it. Okay. Um, so we, we've, we've been relying on the institution, you know, and, and it's even true, like you said, in, in church world, we as parents, you know, parenting is not easy. Um, it is not something to be taken lightly. We have been entrusted with the children in our lives to disciple them, to pour into them, to pour into them. And so we, you know, I think what has happened is we've gotten so overwhelmed and so busy about our life and making sure that we provide the, you know, the clothes and the food and the house, which are all important. All of that's important but we've, we've passed the buck on the discipleship. We've passed the buck on the education. And so we have, you know, we have to start taking ownership. So, you, you know, we have to, we have to realize that we've moved away from this. We drop them off. They get educated. They come back. We make sure they do their homework and then we send them back the next day. And that's the extent of our world. You know, even if, your child is going back full time, five days a week, that can change at any moment. And then you also have to think about all that teachers, you know, what, what parents don't always see is all that teachers are required to do. Um, and I've heard from a lot of teachers, their, their requirements are insane. They're insane. And some of them are, are going to affect how the teacher can do their job honestly, because they have so much else that they have to take care of. And so we have to be ready to begin to take up um, ownership and be able to, to advocate for our kids' education. And that doesn't mean that we just go and we say, you haven't done your job in educating my child. That says we turn the mirror on ourselves and say, how can we help in this? You know, how can we step up to the plate in the midst of this? And look, we as parents lived through craziness last year and we all stepped up to the plate and that is awesome. But here we are again in the face of a new and even different situation. So let's look at it again of how can I step up to the plate? 
How can I look at my child and see what they need and, and be able to begin to meet the needs of my child? Yeah, let's talk you know? about that. That's because that's really that's really important. And a couple of people have commented on that is, you know, I feel like, you know, uh, somebody said, I feel like I'm choosing between my child's education and their mental health and mm-hmm. even their physical safety. You yeah. know, so, uh, that's a that's big, <laughs> it's heavy. I mean, that's a heavy one. That is. And it's so, it's so true. Like there's so much to it. And, you know, the first thing I will say before I get into any of this is that there's not one right answer, not one right answer at all. And so our, our job is to look at our family and look at our kids and figure out what is the best thing for those people that we've been entrusted with. And it's going to look different than the people around you. Um, I love it. Pastor Angie said at one point in a meeting somewhere or something, um, you know, we're all in the same storm. We're all living the same storm, but we all have different boats. We all have different vessels that we're in. Our vessels are differently equipped and the people on, on board of our vessels are different. And so we have to realize that it's not, there's no competition. There's no right or wrong. There's not, this is not the time for, defending your own position it's a time for looking at others and saying good job way to step up for your family you know spurring one another on in love and looking to each other and saying how can i help one another so so just putting that out there there's no right answer you know i've seen the, the post a lot good job for sending your kid back to school good job for doing hybrid good job for doing online good job for for homeschooling, you know your kid best. You I really do. I, you know, that's so important for parents to 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 take that pressure off. That there, yep. You know, there's no perfect answer. There's no perfect. No. There's there's not even a perfect result. You know, in no. this scenario. You know, um, yeah. No matter what you do, it's crazy. Um, so you have to do. I I love that analogy that you have to take into account who's on your boat and how you're equipped on that boat and and that's going to determine what path you you tend to go down and you know there's there's the public education there's private education and there's homeschooling you know all of it you know we've we've chosen to move into homeschooling personally um you know we're starting our homeschool cooperative here at the church and we're we're moving into homeschooling you know, so that's that's at the elementary level and, and you know, um, secondary. But what about college? You know, what are, what are those? You know, that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother animal. And and every college is responding differently as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading an article the other day about how college itself is going to be flipped on its head. Um, and how it's it's actually a, probably a really good thing, <laughs> yeah. Um, because it needs to. Because you know, even even just like the price of college and and stuff like that is going to have to change. Because if colleges are moving to online, which a lot of them are moving to all online or partial or whatever, you know, it's it's not the same as in person. So these astronomical fees are going to be. Um, you know, lessened because they just have to, you know, cause it's not the same. Right. Um, but it's, it is, 
it is hard and you have to know and you have to be you have to be okay with knowing what's the best for you um, and your family. You know, we talked about advocating. Ask the questions. You know, everyone, every college, every school district, everyone is putting out their plans. Everyone has put it out there, or at least they're going to hear it hopefully in the <laughs> near future um, if you haven't already started. But don't be afraid to ask the questions and don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. You know, you talk about choosing between education and mental health. There is a reality. There is a reality that this is, you know, the, the masks and the sanitizing and the stay away from people, don't be three feet together, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, in schools, it's three feet. Um, and so there's, there's all of this extra stuff that you have to think about and you have to think about how it's gonna affect, you know, whether you're in college or you're in elementary school, your students in elementary school or they're in high school, you have to think about how it's gonna affect and you have to weigh the costs weigh the costs of what, you know, what it's going to be, you know, what's going to, what's going to happen. Um, and then you have to be okay with the answer that you come up with, <laughs> which is the hardest thing in the world. But you have to realize that, that I've, I've made this decision. I've asked the questions, you know, I was talking to someone today about they, they finally got answers on what their school is doing, the specific programs um, that their school is doing. And, and, they were reading through it and they called and they're so glad they called because then they got the actual answers and they got more answers. So it's, it's all, there's a lot that we're having to it's do. It's really important because I think it's really easy to make assumptions Yep. right now because the, the communication is just coming out. The school yep. districts don't fully know what they're doing. Colleges don't fully know what they're doing. The teachers, you know, it's all, you know, it, we're, everybody's in, like you said, everybody's in the storm together and everybody's trying to figure this out together, in, including school administration, including, you know, this is, this is not normal, you know, this isn't a normal uh, situation. And so, um, but what tends to happen is people make assumptions instead yeah. of just picking up the phone or sending an email. Yeah. And so that's, I hear you saying, ad, advocating for your kids, part of that is, getting the right information, getting the correct information and not just trusting what someone else is telling you. Make sure you understand yep. it for yourself. Yep. There's a lot of information out there. There's um, there's a lot of great information out there from good sources. So make sure you're not just looking to Facebook. Um, you're not just looking to, you know, the people's social media posts and, um, you know, your neighbor down the roads posts and that kind of stuff make sure that you're you're looking at good information and that you're asking the questions and you're wrapping your head around it and if you can't wrap your head around it give your school district a call mm -hmm. i'm sure they are overwhelmed so be kind when you call <laughs> they're probably getting a million questions right now but don't be afraid to call and sit on hold i mean this is your kids education this is your kids life it's so important. It's not something that we can gloss over. It's not something that we can sit back and just say, well, I hope it works out. You know, yeah. it's important. Get yourself educated. 
get yourself educated about your kids' education. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's people, there's grandparents, aunts, uncles on on the viewership tonight that um, they don't have kids directly in school, but there's family members, friends, people that they go to church with, all of that. So what what response do they have? And I can talk about our church's response. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can share some of what our church is doing or or what we might or, you know going to be doing. But but what what can grandma, grandpa, auntie, uncle, what can they do? <laughs> I think a huge important thing is to look at parents and say, how can I help? What can I do to help? And not how can I insert my opinion? Right. <laughs> <laughs> not I think you should do it this way or this is how I would do it. How can I help and be ready and willing to serve the parents as they're walking through this? Because it's not easy, you know, be the sounding board if they need the sounding board, but be the person who's willing to help with the math homework. If you, if that's what they need, you know, every parent's going to need different things and it's, it's going to be, some of it's going to be in the moment stuff, you know, and have grace on the parents, you know, they're dealing with so much stress, so much pressure to now try to make sure they're making the right decisions for their family and keep food on the table and, you know, somewhat healthy food on the table and keep the laundry going and all that kind of stuff. So there are going to be times where it's not going to necessarily be the nicest responses, Um, But have grace for them and realize that they are walking through a very intense situation and that they just need help. And sometimes you just need to say, do you need to walk away? (laughs) Yeah. So, so, you know, so sometimes it might be, hey, can I help, you know, watch your kids for a couple hours while you, you know, find something to do that you can't do. Because everything's still not open or, you know, uh, right. you know, do you need to go for a walk and, you know, those kinds of things. Can, can I just help? Do you need a phone conversation to just talk to somebody? Um, yeah. Just be a listening ear. Like you said, not inserting your opinion or what you think they should do, but just yeah. being a listening ear, I think is really important. So that's really good stuff. Um, we have, we have some time left. I love the questions, love the conversation that's coming through. Thank you, everyone, for the, for the feedback. Um, can you speak, Pastor Grace, to, we talked a little bit about the kids' mental health, and, and somebody mentioned counselors and, and that sort of thing, and I, I think that's awesome, if, you know, um, connecting your child with, their, with, you know, pastoral support or counseling support if you feel like they need it. That's, that's awesome. Uh, always a great avenue. Uh, but what about mom and dad? You know, <laughs> mom and dad might need some some help in this situation too. You know, how how do they process? How does mom and dad process this mental and emotional stress? Yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm going to cough. I think the most important thing that we can do, you know, and and Obviously, I'm always going to circle it back to Jesus. Um, But the most important thing that we can do is stay connected to our church. Stay connected. That is our lifeline 
that is the community that God has put us in, the family that God has put us in. And so stay connected to the church and purpose to stay connected. Don't just think it's going to happen. Don't just, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a pastor and I work in a church and I'm on a Tuesday night Zoom call with my pastor. I'm saying this because I do this. I do this myself. And that's the only way I've gotten through all of this pandemic. You know, I I have the silly Marco Polo app where it's the video voicemails back and forth. And I've got my group of ladies that I know they're going to call me out and give me Jesus and let me vent, but they're going to point me back to Jesus. And, and that is one of the ways that I stay connected. I'm a part, obviously I am a part of all of these things that we do the Tuesday night live, the devotions, all that kind of stuff, you know, staying connected is huge, but also outside of, staying connected to what the church offers is diving in for myself. You know, we're now in a place where we need to disciple our kids and we need to step up and and teach them some of these things. You know, this has always been our job, but it's kind of been, been passed on to the institution in one way or another, um, teaching them about honesty and truthfulness and, and love and patience and kindness and all that, you know, all of that. We now have an even greater responsibility to teach that. So, so as we have to teach that, we have to fill ourselves up, you know, and, and we have to walk through this and fill ourselves up. So as we, as I dig in personally into the word of God, as I push the play on the worship music, um, you know, as I, as I do all these things, you know, I'm, I'm even taking classes myself in the midst of probably one of the busiest seasons of my life. I am taking classes because I know that it's so important for me to keep my spiritual life alive and full. Otherwise, I can't walk this out. Right. You know, and so, and that's, that's part of the, the processing, you know, you, you run to Jesus, <laughs> you know, you run to him with all of your burdens and he'll, he will take them from you and he will carry them. You know, it's not just a fun saying we say it's, it is running to the throne of God and saying, I can't do this because listen, I can't do this either. I can't do all that we've been doing with the pandemic and the teaching the kids and keeping all the stuff going, but throwing it, throwing myself, throwing my burdens at his feet has been the only way that I've been able to get through all of that. So that would be my big encouragement. So important, you know, to press it, pressing into Christ and Mm -hmm. staying connected, you know, and you, you said something that was really powerful and then you gave examples but, but you've been intentional about staying mm-hmm. connected. And I think right now, yeah. everything's about distancing. You know, everything's yes. about socially distant. It's about what's closed. And so all, all of the, everything, it's all about yeah. not being together. And it's the very thing that we need. You know, we've said from the beginning here at the church, in, in all of our various ministries, the very thing that we were created for, this pandemic's trying to separate and, and mm-hmm. cause us to be distanced and cause us to be divided and cause us to, you know, all of these things. And and that 
we can't go down that path. Believers, we cannot go down that path. It's not what how we're it's not what we were created for. It's not the plan of God. It's not healthy. And right. so we have to be intentional about staying connected. And if that means you got to put on a hazmat suit to get in the building, my golly, you put <laughs> the hazmat on. suit on, you suit up and you get in the building and you stay connected. I mean, it's it's really that important. You know, you put the right. mask, you do what you got to do. You do the, you know, the whatever Marco Polo groups, you do the Facebook groups, you do the whatever, you know, you go out, you hang out, you make it intentional. And I think that, you know, that's the New Testament model. That's the Acts model is the the disciples met together from house to house daily. And it's, it is intentional. You know, we have this idea that, you know, God shows up and everything just falls right into place and it's the easiest thing ever and it just is natural and happens. But what we forget is we have a stupid carnal nature that is yeah. anti all of it. And so we have to make, we have to be intentional. We have to make those things happen. Yep. You know, yes, it's the work of God in us puts that desire in our hearts and transform all of that. Yes. But then we have to follow up on that and, and with intentionality. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes, Hey, just listen to me, somebody out there, instead of griping that somebody didn't call you and somebody yeah. didn't follow up on you with you, or somebody didn't smile at you or what to whatever, pick up the phone, pick up the yeah. phone and call somebody, send somebody a text, you know, do something. And I, I think that is so important. I think that's so important is that that intentional connection is so, so important. Pastor Grace, we have a few minutes left. Tell us about the learning community. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to share about the learning community. It is uh, such, it's so near and dear to my heart. Obviously, my kids are apart. Um, we are starting up a Thursday co-op opportunity um, for homeschool families because some of some of these families that I've, you know, I'm in all the Facebook groups. Oh my word. There's so many Facebook groups out there, but you know, there are a lot of people who are joining into the homeschool realm now because of COVID, because this, because of the pandemic. Um, and so when we, when we back in March, when we went into um, pandemic learning, you know, the leadership at Celebration looked at each other and said, okay, this is the time. This is the time to make the jump. Which, so by we, the way, let me just say, <laughs> is that this, the learning community has been on the vision board for a long time. Yeah. You know, having this having this learning community has been, been on the vision board for a while. And it just, in March, we all looked at each other and said, it's time. Not knowing what was coming in the, <laughs> in the fall, we didn't really know. But no. we just knew now's the time. So keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're all good. So we, yeah, we said it's time. So here it is. It is time. So we are starting out um, for the first year. We are doing a Thursday co-op. And what's going to happen with a Thursday co-op is that homeschool families can come and be a part of our, they can have a membership with our co-op. Um, there is a small fee. All the information is on um, our website, ccacron.org, for all of that um, fee schedule stuff. Please don't ask me the details right now. I am pregnant and forget all of that. But I can tell you about Thursdays. So Thursdays, um, you know, families will do their own curriculum. Whatever curriculum is right, you know, is, is the right choice for y'all. 
you guys are going to do that Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, but every Thursday we are going to come together and we will, um, we'll have chapel where we are going to, um, talk about different, you know, discipleship things about characters that we want our kids, you know, attributes that we want our kids to have. And so we're going to have, um, we're going to have chapel. We're going to have worship. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, definitely going to gonna make it a huge fun Jesus party and just help, you know, help give some of that opportunity for our, our students to find Jesus on their own um, and to meet Jesus on their own. And then we, from there, we're going to move on into, um, we've got, peer discussion groups. So one of the things with homeschooling is that it can be, um, and even in pandemic world, it can be a hard to connect with other families. Um, so you have to be intentional. There's that word again. Um, so we are giving the students a chance to just sit and there'll be an adult that monitors it, um, making sure they're staying on topic and not going too far um, down the rabbit trails, but they will begin to talk to each other about what they're learning about, what's happening in their lives, and just grow their own community, you know, and, and friendships and relationships. And so then we, you know, from there we go on and we move into some um, project-based learning. And so every month is going to have a theme, and there is a project that each student or family is responsible for doing. And at the end of the month, there's going to be a big fair where they can show off their, um, their project that they've done. So like for the first month in September, uh, we will have, um, it's the theme is fun arts. So it's music, creative, all that stuff. And so every, every student's going to be able to pick their own um, thing that they want to showcase. And I love it because I think about the students that, the, we are, that we already have and the ones that are, you know, the, the singing and the art and all of that, and they can each express themselves. And while learning and growing as a, as a student, um, and then they'll be able to present that, which I, I love because it helps our students grow in confidence. And, and presenting themselves well from a young age, um, which I think is a huge, huge thing for them to learn. Uh, and then we move into our afternoons where we have specific classes that kind of wrap around the theme that we have. Um, so like for the first month, we're gonna have some percussion class and choir. Um, the second month is healthy and fit. So we're gonna have, um, some PE classes where they get to go and get, get their heart rates up. Um, and then they're going to have also, um, one of the things that we've purposed to do is Ohio has specific, um, specific subjects that they require. And some of them are a little bit odd. Some of them are the basics, math, spelling, reading. Um, but there's also like specifically Ohio history and Ohio government and, local government and then there's safety and um health and all that kind of stuff so as as a resource to the families we've put in um specific classes for your student to take so it covers some of that and it covers it takes the pressure off of off of um covering all of the things that you have to cover as a homeschool family um 
but yeah, our biggest, our biggest heart is to just be a resource to homeschool families and to provide a place where they can have community um, and be together. Because like you said, it's so important. We can't, you know, even in the midst of pandemic, we have to have community. We can't do this alone. We can't do life alone. We can't do homeschooling alone. We can't do any of it alone. So giving a place for community um, that's going to be a positive community, that's going to have a good influence on your family and help you disciple your students and help you figure out the journey. Yeah, so good. You know, I think it's really important, um, you know, as we talk about the learning community and such, that you know, teaching your kids Christ-centered values is so important. Yeah. You know, if, as a parent, you know, one of the reasons we made the decision, you know, we, we made a decision a long time ago that our, our kids would not be in public schools, not because we have a bias or because we don't like the public schools or anything like that. Um, you know, and, and where, where we live, our kids could be in a good public school system. You know, it wasn't any of that. But what, what made the decision for us was the values, What's, what's so important to me as a parent is what are the values my kids are learning? And to yeah. me, you can't put, there's not a dollar figure you can put on that because yeah. the values, the values that they're like, yes, they, they're going to see the values at home. Yes. We're going to teach values at home and yes, we're going to, we're going to do all that, but I don't want them to be in an environment where the values that we're teaching at home are compromised during the day at school. I don't want them yeah. learning values at home that then are going to be quest called into question or they're going to be demonstrated completely different in a secular learning yeah. environment. And so that was really that, you know, that's our boat. That's not anybody else's boat. That's our boat. But, you know, it might, you know, somebody else might be in a same in the same kind of boat. And that, that was our boat. And we made that decision a long time ago. Now um, with COVID, we've then decided, okay, we're going to start homeschooling. And, you know, so, so if there's a parent out there saying, hey, you know, I am, I'm basically homeschooling my kid anyway, you know, it's called public school, but they're really at home and right. I, I'm, you know, do I need to make a change to homeschool? Should I, should I make that change? Is it too late for them to make that change for this school year? And if they have questions about that, can they reach out to you? Where, you know, what do, what do those parents need to do? Yeah. So every, um, every school district has different guidelines on everything. Um, if you are looking at homeschooling specifically, one of the most important things that you have to do, although you can pull your student out in the middle of the year um, and people have done it uh, without COVID, um, so, you know, you, you do have that option. You, you have a lot of power as a parent with your child's education that I think a lot of us don't realize that we have. Um, but there you have to, there's a notice of intent letter that you have to send um, to the superintendent. It's a relatively simple process. Um, and I would be, I would love to talk you through that and, and help you, you know, guide you through all of that stuff. Um, there's homeschooling is a big, scary thing um, to a lot of people. And really it can be very simple. There's a lot of great curriculums that you can use um, that make it very simple. I even use curriculum that's pretty much set out for me. And it's, you know, I open the book and 
and we go through the stuff for that day and it's has all the lesson plans done and everything. Um, so there's, there's a lot, you know, if you don't feel like I am a teacher and I can do this, there's a lot of resources out there. So I would love, yeah. <laughs> love, love to talk through that with you. Um, and we have a learning community. <laughs> and we have a learning community that you can be a part of, um, you know, and just if you are interested in that and you are at the point where you are ready to jump into that boat, um, you know, feel free to reach out to us. There's a lot of information on our website, like I said, ccacron.org. Um, you can reach out to us via this um, Celebration Church Facebook page. You can reach out. We've got a Facebook page for the Learning Center. It is not too late to get started. You can jump in at any point in, of the year, honestly. Um, and we leave it open on purpose until we fill up, um, which we are not full. So we we are still taking people. We are still taking registrations, and we would love to hear from you. Um, so just go go ahead and give us a shout. Um, reach out. There's information on the website for um, calling and emailing and all that kind of stuff. So however, however you communicate, <laughs> wave the red flag and say, Hey, I'm interested. Help, help me understand this more. Awesome. We've had a great conversation tonight. A lot of great feedback, a lot of great questions and comments, man. I, I love Tuesday night live. We used to do it on Monday night. So, uh, I'm a little confused, but now it's on Tuesday nights every Tuesday at seven o'clock. And by the way, this conversation about COVID and education, family life in the middle of COVID is going to continue over the next couple of weeks. This is our, our topic over the next couple of weeks. I've got Pastor Angie going to be joining me, Pastor Heather. Um, others are going to be joining in on this conversation. It's going to be a great, great uh, next couple of weeks as we talk about COVID and your family dynamics, education dynamics. So please, please, please spread the word, join in. Also, don't forget Midweek Refresh tomorrow night. Daily devotions are on Facebook Live. And we need volunteers this week to help paint and do some handiwork around the church. Uh, we've got a lot of painting with this change. The learning community, we have some painting to get done. Uh, we have a new education room that needs to get painted and set up before yeah. uh, all of this goes live. So there's a lot of little things, some big things and some little things that need to get done <laughs> around the church this week and next week. So if you're able to help, you can call the office and get yourself scheduled to come in and serve, whether it's during the day or night, whenever you're available. We would love to have you here um, participating in all of those things. Lots of great things. Lots of great conversation tonight. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us on Tuesday Night Live here from Celebration yeah. Church in Akron, Ohio. One last thing, I just wanna say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of those who partner with us financially to, to help the gospel go forward. This is just another ministry opportunity of our church. If you're able yeah. to give, you can go on ccakron.org slash give. There's a button at the top of our menu, it says give. You can click that for all of the ways to give. You can give online, you can find us on cash, app Venmo at CC Akron. Uh, you can give via Apple Pay or Google Pay there on our website. So I just want to encourage you to, to make your way to that page, ccakron.org slash give. And so your love gift tonight and help us continue what we're doing to advance the gospel. God bless you. Thank you again, Pastor Grace. Um, thank you again for, for being a part and uh, if you have any questions, feel free to email us, call us here at the church. Have a great evening.